Good afternoon. Today is May the 13, 2022. My verse I'm concentrating on comes from Isaiah 30:18, And it reads, Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore he will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice, blessed of all who waits for him. Isaiah 30:18. My name is Deborah Slater Blackwell. My topic today is obedience to God. Father, I come to you today, and I pray that for all those who listen to this message, that they would take it as a heart of grain, that if they know someone that needs to listen to it, that they will pass it on to them. I pray that this message will touch someone's heart and make them to realize that being obedient to you, that it is the right way to go. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Being obedient to God means trusting in Him and following His will for your life. We as believers and children of God are called to be obedient. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, John 14, 15. If you are obedient, it proves that we love God. 1 John 5, 2, 3 says that by this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandment. Comes from the King James Version. Being obedient in God is having faith because obedience is better than sacrifice. When we are obedient, we experience more blessings. As we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and transform us, we grow more spiritual in our spiritual growth. When we obey, it shows that we trust God. We need to believe, have faith, and trust God as Abraham did. Abraham obeyed God's promises. Abraham obeyed God and he gave himself to God. Abraham believed in God's promises, Hebrew 11.9. We should never stop believing God's promises to us. If our faith comes weeks, then our prayer light ceases. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. Faith is believing and obeying God's promises. Faith involves our trusting, patience, our believing, and our willingness to wait on God. Abraham trusted God even when he did not know where he was going, when God approached Abraham and told him to leave his homeland or earth. He believed and obeyed God, Genesis 12, 1 through 4. He walked by faith and in obedience. As God promises and empowers Abraham, we should listen and let God's love and promises empowers us too. We too need to take the step. Abraham trusted God. We need to approach God and trust and walk. Let God walk with us on our journey. We need to approach God, and as Paul tells us, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in a time of need. Hebrews 4, 16. As Abraham, Sarah, Rehab, and others needed to be obedient, by faith Abraham obeyed. 
when he was called to go out to a place that he was going to receive an inheritance. He went out without knowing where he was going. Hebrews 11.8 Abraham trusted, believed, and he obeyed God in Genesis 22 when he was told to sacrifice his one and only son whom he loved. Abraham never questioned God. He, Isaac, and his servant took the three days' journey to the place where God told him to take Isaac to be sacrificed. God said, take, your, take now your son, your only son whom you love, and go to the place of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Genesis 22, 1 through 2, the New King James Version. Abraham is a symbol of God, and Isaac, Isaac is a symbol of Christ, like the Son of God. John 3.16, in that God so loved us that he gave his one and only Son as a sacrifice for the forgiveness of our sins. After the three days' journey, Abraham reached the place and asked his servant to wait there. He took Isaac, his son, the wood, and all that he needed. Once he got to the place, Isaac asked him, where was the ram for the sacrifice? He told his son that God would provide. He bound his son Isaac with rope, and he took out his knife. As he held his knife high, getting ready to strike Isaac, an angel called his name and stopped him. He said, now that I know you fear me. He provided a ram in the bush. Genesis 22, 1 through 19. As a believer, I heard a voice from my stepfather tell me to drop those tears, that you have done all you can, all you can do. You have nothing to cry about. I began to feel that, I, that because I was crying, it seemed as though I was in the room with, he was in a room with me. It was just like the night I got the call from my mother about my stepfather's death. As I was lying on the floor of my children's grandparents' mobile home, I got up and said, I'm going to get some bad news as I walked to the bedroom. Then the children's grandfather came and knocked on the door and said, phone. I went to the phone and my mother said, Joseph just passed. In 1998, I had major surgery. I was married for the second time. As I was lying in bed from surgery, the soft voice said, get up, and walk down the hall. It said it a second time. I said, okay. As I got up, I turned the corner from the bedroom. I saw the young man standing who could see me, but the woman could not see me. As I continued to walk, I could hear her talk about me. I just stood there. As I heard enough, I turned and went back to my room. Today, she's with the Lord, and I never approached her to tell her that I heard what she had said. I left it to the Lord. I was made a prayer minister. God told me to go to, go to the church every Saturday morning and pray. I told the pastor. He assured me that I had a key. Every Saturday morning from 8 to 10, I was at the church praying. I started off in the chapel. God had me laying flat on my stomach praying in the spirit, and then he had me to walk the entire church praying and laying hands on it. For two Saturdays in a row, 
As I awakened, the boys told me not to go to the church, but to stay home. I did just what I was told to do. That Sunday of the second Saturday that I did not go, I walked in and the pastor and another man was talking. The pastor said, I'm so glad that you were not up here praying yesterday. I asked why. He said, the church was broken in two, and if you had come in up here, you probably would have walked in on them. I said, for two Saturdays, a boys had told me to just stay home. He said, I'm so glad you are obedient. As I went around to the office to look at the door where they kicked it in, I got all kinds of looks. I said, I'm so happy that God told me not to come yesterday to pray, and I walked away. The pastor, as he got up to preach, he spoke about being obedient. He stated that he had chosen me to be the prayer minister because I was obedient. He said if Deborah hadn't listened to the boys that told her not to come to the church to pray, as she usually does on Saturday morning, she probably would have walked in on the robbery. Another time was when God told me to move my membership from my home church that I was raised up into to an all-white congregation, and I did. I knew that there was going to be some problems, but I was obedient to the voice of God. Some people said they did not understand how I could leave a church that I was born and raised into and go worship with whites. I told them that God told me it seems like it didn't click. My children was even tight by it once. Then the Lord told me to write a letter once and I put it off. So one Saturday as I was sweeping, a small boy said, I told you two weeks ago to write a letter and you haven't done it yet. I immediately put the broom down, wrote down everything the Holy Spirit instructed me to write. My daughter came and asked me if she could use the car to go to Adel for a couple of hours. I said, yes, take this letter and tell them that you advised them to read it. When my father died in 2007, the boy said, listen, my left ear popped, and I heard the whole conversation that was being spoken about me in the dining room of my father's home. I just laughed it off. When my children came and asked how it went, I told them. They said only if they knew that whispering they thought they were doing was no good. In 2010, I drove to Macon, Georgia to have Thanksgiving with my children. I told my daughter that I wanted to attend church while I was here. At the time, we went to a church that was, that was the old United Church. As I stepped onto the cement to enter the church, a soft voice told me, this would be your home when you moved here. Once inside and seated, I told my daughter what I heard. I said, you have been, I, you have been after me for years to move closer. And I told her that I have heard from God. I said, I heard as I stepped up and this would be my home church. February 2011, I moved to Macon, Georgia, and I moved my membership to Dove United Methodist Church, where it was then changed to the Wales United Methodist Church, and then that was closed. I was obedient. In 2019, my cell phone rang, and I did not recognize the number. The still boy said, answer it. When I answered it, the lady said, Ms. Blackwell, we need you to, to get to Navison Heart Center in Macon immediately. 
because we are working on Mr. Blackwell. I asked, is his name Thomas? She said, yes. I hung up. I told my grandson to put on clothes, and he and I came out the room, still putting on shoes. I knew that I needed to contact his sister. I called her cell, but she never picked up. His co-worker called and was telling me what happened. I heard the nurse tell him what color park and park that to tell me to come to. After I got my grandson strapped into his car seat, I tried one more time to contact my daughter. She picked up. I did not ask if she could get off. I said, you need to get off. They are working on your brother. He's had a heart attack. I fastened my seatbelt and said, Lord, take the wheel and take us to Macon. I began to pray, and I prayed all the way to Macon, Georgia. When I got there, I said, thank you, Lord. I got my grandson out the car. I then said, now, Satan, you take your hands off of God's son and my son because he doesn't belong to you. At first, I was told that my grandson had to stay with her at the desk. I told the nurse, try and keep him from his uncle. You got your hands full. She went and got him a mask. We was escorted to his room. As they was working on him, I went to the nurse and asked how bad. She said someone was watching over him. It was 100%. In 2020, I met this truly prayer warrior at church. She became a part of our family. One night, something led me to call her. When I called, she was talking to another one of her friends, and she three-wayed us. She said it was nobody but the Spirit. We talked and we prayed. A few weeks later, I was prompt to call her again. This time, I called her cell and her home phone with no answer from either both. I said, Lord, something is wrong with Sister Brown. I called again and still no answer. The next morning around 11, I called a cell phone and a man answered the phone. I identified who I was and he identified who he was. He said, Miss Blackwell, my mother told me all about you and how you have been good to her. He said, we, and that was all he got out. I said, no. He said, yes, we lost her. I told him that I knew something was wrong and I cried. My daughter came in from work. I told her that Sister Brown was gone. She said, Mom, no. She said, are you okay? I will answer, she'll be yes, God. God is our eternal dwelling place. He is our shelter. We need to ask God into our lives to have a personal relationship with the Son, Jesus, John 15, 7. We need to walk in unity and live with one another, 1 Peter 3, 89. We are to be obeyed and be submissive to each other, Hebrews 13, 17. And we as believers are to walk faithfully, believe, obey God and all his promises. All I have to say is to follow your heart. Listen to your conscience and the still small voice like the voice that spoke to the prophet Elijah. God talked to us in many ways. Some come through dreams. Digging, still small voice from other people through scripture, but we need to pay attention to all of them. Our coming is still real, it's still real, and He is still on the throne. Father, I thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for vision, dreams, 
the seal boys that used to be to us. But most importantly, I thank you for living inside of me. That the promises that you have given to me to walk on. Thank you for loving me, and I love you. In Jesus' name, amen.